it's knowing that that you can still be happy again and that you do have happy moments still and that mm. life isn't just crap because it's not. If you can talk to people, that will help you bear the suffering. Yeah. And if you can find your coping strategies, whatever that might be, that will help you. And you will still be happy again. And you will have large chunks of time where you are just in that happy place and you'll have dips, peaks and troughs like anything when you recover from anything. And don't feel guilty to be happy either. Hello and welcome along to the Still Parents podcast. We are live from Mill Street Studios. Whether you are watching live or listening back through your podcast provider, whenever that is, even if it's three or four years down the line from now, because with this podcast, of course, um, you can listen to them in any order. And uh, yeah, you can go right back and listen to the ones from the start if you're brand new to the series. So this is series series four episode. Sorry, series five episode four. That's two weeks in a row. I've got that wrong now. <laughs> Well done, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Dan. I am the host of the Still Parents podcast. I'm joined by Ryan Jackson from the Lily Mae Foundation, who sat up with his wife, Amy. Evening, Amy, after the loss of Lily Mae, which is 12 years ago. Correct. And uh, we're also joined by podcast regular, who's been on more or less every single episode, Matt Whitehouse. Evening, Matt Whitehouse. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm all good. Thank you. Matt is the other half of Crystal and they lost Callie. It was, it was six or seven. 2016. 2016. And joining us again this evening is our resident he's very happy actually he's got a lot to talk about nathan he's uh, getting married in two weeks he's had his like third stag do is it all <laughs> yeah bad enough stag he's, now. he's partying <laughs> oh, a lot at the minute and uh, yes so get married to to flick and the lost carter it's just over a year ago yeah that's right yeah yeah we are here if you'd like to leave us a comment if you'd like to ask a question or anything like that feel free to do so and if anyone who is watching or listening back to this and you would like to come on or, or feature at any point, we'd love to hear from you. You can join us in the studio. You can join us via Zoom. You don't need to be here for the whole episode. It can just be a couple of minutes if you like. Um, just a word of warning, if you do come and join us in the studio, just wear shorts. Yeah, because it gets very, very warm in here. I'm actually quite glad because what we have now, it's the uh, end of July that we didn't do this podcast earlier on in the week. So if you are listening to this in the future. We've just had the hottest day ever in the UK, haven't we? Yeah, Four, was what was it? 40 Four, degrees. 40.8 40. 40. 40. or something. Yeah. Did anyone take a photo of their thermometer in the car? Yeah. Pre- I'm not sure why. What am I send that to? I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I genuinely am never, ever going to complain about being cold ever again. No, no. Yeah, I agree. It was... 38, stupid. wasn't it? Yeah, it was 45 40. in my car. Yeah, the mosquitoes. They were horrible. I gave up. Did you give up sleeping on the second night? I just gave up. I, I tried. Yeah. I actually slept better on the second night than I did on the first Probably night. Probably was exhausted. From the I was exhausted. Yeah. And I actually, yeah. I had a freezing cold shower and then just drip dried. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> just just stood there, so, so all out, mate. Just drip dried. Yeah, I, I, got, I had a shower in the morning when I got Etta out of her bed, and she literally pushed me off her and went, "Why are you picking me up for?" Like wow. four and a half years old. I sweat. Get off me. Yeah, get off me. So I, I got two desk fans. I put one desk fan by the bed, and then I had this genius. Well, I thought it was genius idea to get the other desk fan and put it behind the first one because I thought it might make the air in the front one go faster. <laughs> It doesn't work. It just makes a lot more noise. Yeah. <laughs> well, the week before, we yeah. went down to London. We were at um, the all-party parliamentary group for baby loss. And then we were at Google for the day having some training. And it was boiling hot down there. And we stayed in a hotel. I tell you something, it was like being buried in an oven. <laughs> wow. <laughs> buried in an oven? Yeah. yeah. That, that's I've never cool. been in a room so hot in my life. Really? Yeah. I lost weight just walking in. <laughs> We, um, we've got, like we said a moment ago, Ryan's been uh, especially busy. It's, uh, if you're in Birmingham, I'm sure you already know, we're about to embark on the Commonwealth Games, which starts next week. 
And well, I'm going to hand over to Ryan because he's got some cracking news. Do you two, do you two know about this? Yeah. yeah. Right, okay, go for it, Ryan. I don't know how they know. <laughs> um, myself and Amy were nominated by a few people to be baton bearers for the Queen's Commonwealth Relay. Um, so both myself and Amy are baton bearers on Tuesday in Balsall Common. Amy is actually handing me the baton, and then, you just... and then I, I've got the last leg of the baton. Don't argue the night before, she'll throw it at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we actually had a breakdown of the baton itself, right? And it's phenomenal. It's got things like heart rate monitors. Right. It's got um, a camera for Instagram. What? On the so baton? Actually in the, it's a smart in baton. the baton. <laughs> smart. And it's got obviously gold, silver, bronze yeah. to represent yeah. the first, third and, uh, first, second and third places. It's got like, it's just like this ridiculous piece of metal that's just got so many different uses. Picks up the weather as well, sorry. Better than my phone. Has <laughs> <laughs> it, it got Just Eat on it? Basically, it's an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how far do you how far do you go? What, t- tell us about it. I think it's about 150 metres. Okay. It's about 150 right, metres. I should not, be all right, yeah. You don't need to get injured. <laughs> no, no. <I> <laughs> they did ask Matt, but he pulled out. <laughs> bad leg. He's got a scab on his leg. He can't do it. You know who else did it last week? Remember Andy Riley? Andy. One. He was on our, one of our episodes. Yes. Yeah, Andy, Andy Riley did it. Did Impact, you... From Impactivity, I think. That's, that's correct. Andy. Yeah, you can listen back to his episode from I think it was Series Three. Evening, Andy. Do you get do you get your Great Britain out? Like they give you? Don't they give you like a tracksuit to it or something? Like that? Yeah, like, we've had our uniform come through the uniform. post. Yeah, nice. yeah. So we've got like um, <laughs> they tell you not to wash it beforehand. Because I would imagine with the material that it is, right. it's one of them that goes in looking like a T-shirt and comes out looking like a pair of gloves. Yeah. Do you okay. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, them yeah. sort of ones. <laughs> you accidentally wash it before and you've got, basically got to do your running a crop top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's that type of material. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. That's class. Yeah, so, so looking forward to that. Very All right, much. brilliant. And, yeah, it's also the countdown now for when we are going to be having our appearance to talk about the podcast on the Lorraine Kelly show. Although I don't think she's going to be hosting it. Yeah, right. somebody was saying it's either Christine Bleakley, is it? That's Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard, yeah. Lampard, yeah. Lampard, that's the one. Yeah. Or Ranvia. I think she sometimes does the GMT. Good Morning Britain. Good morning, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's on nice. August the 18th. So, if, uh, if you're listening and it hasn't happened yet, you can uh, pop us on ITV. We, um, it's a great opportunity for us to talk about the podcast and, uh, and hopefully introduce some, some more people to it as well. So thank you to everyone who has been uh, sharing the word. Because, you know, we, we come in here, we're a group of men. We started this just to talk about the impact of losing a child has on your, on, on your life, on your family, uh, moving forward, and especially from the angle of, of guys not talking enough. So we started this during lockdown. We've been going, what, 18, just over 18 months or so now. And uh, slowly but surely we are getting there. And, yeah, thank you very much to everyone it's interesting what paddy i was just about to say that what, what paddy Pim- pimlet said him? yeah he's... so paddy pimlet's a ufc fighter he's yeah. fighting ufc london last night lost his um literally four hours before he's um he woke up at 4 a.m didn't yeah. he and he his mate had committed suicide and he and he did a speech after his um fight and it was brilliant it was absolutely yeah. brilliant he literally just said to wow. he, he was something along the lines of there is a stigma in yeah. society he that men yeah that men don't talk, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I would, he said, I would much rather somebody come and cry on my shoulder and talk than me have to go to their funeral a week later. As I say, men don't talk enough, lad. Men don't, lad. Men have got this stigma where, oh, I talk like that, I'm I'm a a weak man. You're not weak, you're stronger than anyone. If you can go and talk to your mate and say, lad, this is affecting me. People think bottling stuff up, bottling stuff up makes it better. I've been there. If you can't make a split-second decision, what'll end everything? And they've got to think about things. And 
the one thing I always say is you've got to get it off your chest. That's something that I did. I eventually spoke to someone and as soon as you speak to someone, it feels like a weight lifted off your shoulders. Literally, that is what it was like for me. I was like, oh my God, that feels better. And then I spoke to another friend, I spoke to my dad, I spoke to my fiance, I spoke to my coach and it got better. And I know that my friend, Ricky, never, never feel like, didn't feel like he could speak to anyone without getting called little girl. That's what we need to get rid of, but mental health awareness is, for men, it's ridiculous. There's no funding in the UK for it either, and no one does anything about it, lad. It's the biggest killer I'm in between, like, 21 and 45. No one does anything, no one cares. And it's what does me head in more than anything, lad. No one cares about it. And the crowd just went massive. And he, you need someone like... Yep. Well, he's right though, isn't it? I mean, we, we, it's right. something we come back to quite a lot. It's such a simple thing, and we all have those days where you just don't feel like it. No, but yeah. opening up and talking to somebody, and it might be difficult for the first f couple of minutes, but it's gaining that momentum, isn't yeah. it? It's something that we've we've talked about uh, a lot on tonight's episode. We uh, we got Nathan back in because Nathan is the only as yet for two more weeks unmarried man <laughs> in this increasingly hot and smelly studio. <laughs> Correct. Between us, by the way, between Matt, Ryan and myself, we have a combined wedding years of 41 between the three of us. Good, good effort. Just good effort, mate. Good effort. Just good effort. effort. So, uh, yeah, you... Not for you, for, you, for your wives. It's a good effort. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 I fully agree with that one. But, yeah, yeah, well, my, my wife left for Canada for five weeks <laughs> yesterday, so I'm just <laughs> to see her family. So, yeah, so two weeks until your wedding. And, um, yeah, we want to talk about relationships and, obviously, after the loss of your boy Carter a year ago. Uh, if you'd like to listen to Nathan's full story, I'll stick a link in the description where he uh, came on and talked about uh, the loss of Carter. Actually, not that long after it happened you one of the things that we get to do on this podcast is the the different obviously it's, it's 12 years with ryan seven uh with matt and, and sorry six and, and one with yourself so the various stages at where people are on with their with their grief journey and the different nuances within a lot of the same topics that will be different from from person to person one thing that we've not delved into a lot and i thought it'd be good tonight is relationships your relationship with flick jury and i'd also like ryan to talk about his relationship with his wife amy and uh and matt's with with crystal because like i said we've got a lot lot of years between us married and just how you, how the loss if you don't mind opening up on it affected and what ways it changed you think your relationship and your life together yeah it's a it's an interesting question really because uh, as you're going through it you don't really think about those things as you're moving through that initial period of, of grief i don't think well, you know, we, we had a fantastic relationship um, before we before we had Carter. You know, we'd we'd already had Leo, and um, we're a really close family unit already. Um, obviously, we had the the wedding planned and ready to go, and then and then the the global pandemic had other ideas, so so that got postponed. How many times did it get postponed? Just once, just, once. just once, yeah. Fortunately, so we, I know some people had multiple postponements, which yeah, yeah you can only imagine how, how frustrating that must have been and upsetting for them. And uh, so, I think there's there's a couple of things that happened really. The the first at the t at the point where we lost him in the hospital, I lent on Flick hugely in in those hours where we were in the process of him being born, and uh, and she was definitely the kind of the rock and the and the backbone of our family unit at that point. I don't know. I don't know how I got through those hours without her, to be honest. And and uh, you know, and that and that, obviously we've talked about guilt and, and those kind of things on here before. And I guess that's where some of you know my feelings came from. That you know I wasn't particularly strong during those hours in the hospital. Yeah. Um, 
and I, and I needed her and she was there for me and, and obviously further down the line I've reciprocated yeah. that and, and you know it comes full circle you're there for each other when, when you both need each other uh, I think the sad reality of of, uh, of the loss of a child I think, it, I think it can probably go one or two ways I'm sure there are people out there who have devastating loss and, and unfortunately it gets to a point where their relationship does break down and they can't continue maybe because it's too painful a reminder of yeah. what they were hoping they were going to have. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a variety of reasons, but I think that's one thing that can happen to couples re- really sadly through no yeah. fault of their own. Unfortunately um, for us, I think we've just gone from strength to strength as a result of losing him. I say all the time, of course, I, I would sooner have Carter here yeah. in the flesh. Of course I would. Um, but there's been lots of positives to, to come out of it as well. And, I think, you know, like we always say, I'd rather not be in this club with you lads, but it would be true to say I'm very happy also to be yeah. part of this club with you guys. Does that make sense? Well, it's the club you don't want to be in, isn't Strange it? Strange feeling, but you're right. Yeah. Because, because I know that I can talk to any of you whenever I want to. I've been involved in so much as a result of, of, the, of the charity. You know, I've had, I've had lots of fun yeah. as a result. I've had lots of laughs as a result. Do you know what I mean? And, and also had the opportunity to feel like maybe I'm helping other people too, even if it's just by talking on here. You definitely are. Yeah, I think, I think for us... We always we always look at the positives of having lost Carter. Now we're at that point really where, yeah, of course we're still sad and we get upset sometimes. Yeah, and there are difficult periods that you go through, um, but largely we, we always look at well, you know what's good what good has come from us us losing Carter, and there's an awful lot that's that's come as a result. I think and um, being able to maintain that relationship as well, which is, which is great. How it, it one thing that's quite interesting is because obviously couples still argue and. While you're going through through grief and handling a conflict, did that, did that make things harder? There is that has that been something that's been able to bring you closer? Because I guess obviously you learn a lot about each other, especially when you move in. But dealing with those emotions on top of still trying to regulate a a, <laughs> yeah. um, a relationship. Well, I think um, I think there's a few things there. The first is that, and don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't maintain this all the time, but definitely in the early period, I'd say the first four, five, six months, the little things that would have wound me up in just day-to-day life, yeah, they just didn't. Because yeah. I just thought, that, that is insignificant. Yeah. It's all perspective, isn't it? And exactly, at the, at the that's time, exactly the word. Yeah. At the time, you know, in the, like I say, that first maybe six months, I think one massive change for me was the I didn't sweat the little things so much because it's, why would you? Um, and I, I think with regards to arguing, falling out, we don't do a lot of that anyway, I'll be honest. Flick's, Flick's normally right, and, uh, and I normally concede, and I know when I'm wrong, but <laughs> I think that certainly in the first... The first kind of few months of having lost Carter, we just we were just so close, yeah. you know, and we had an awful lot of time together. But also, it was incredibly sad. Of course, it was, and we were upset a lot. But Leo, we kept Leo in his routine, so he was he was still going to child childcare yeah. and, and doing that. How old is Leo now? Uh, Leo's three and a half now. Okay, but he stayed in his routine because we thought that's yeah. what would be best for him. Also, it gave us the time away from him if we needed to. Probably good for you as well. Yeah, yeah, it was. It felt almost like you know being back at the beginning of a relationship again in a way in that. We were going out and doing fun stuff together. We weren't yeah. sitting around and, and yeah. being glum. We we'd, we'd go out and we'd go, you know, we'd go bowling. We'd go out for some food. We'd go out for a drink. We'd things like yeah. that. Where again, trying trying to keep ourselves as upbeat as we could. Yeah. But also, you're getting to know each other again. That's what I was about to say. In a yeah. in a in a different different way. It, the relationship's still the same, obviously, but you're getting to know each other from a different perspective now. At the same time. Yeah. And and I think you've no idea how your partner will or won't cope with something like that too yeah, i think absolutely Whereas, like so i mean i flick, i remember flick said to me once um i lost my grandma and she said 
Nath, you were really a bit weird when you lost your grandma. And I said, what, what, what do you mean? And she said, well, you didn't really do anything. And I didn't. I, literally, I got a phone call said that I'd lost my grandma. This was in lockdown. And I spoke to my mum on the phone. I hung up the phone. I said to Flick, my grandma's died. And then I carried on working on my laptop. She was like, I didn't really know what to do with you, Nath. But that goes back to, you know, when I met you for the first time, and I said to you, I've always put things in a box and yeah. just continued and pigeonholed things. I couldn't do that with losing Carter. Yeah. So it was a whole different thing. I never grieved like that before. Mm. So like you just said, you, you're discovering, well, how is my partner dealing with this and how you find out how to support them as well because you you've no idea, have you, to start with, whether if I say this or do that, will it be the right thing? And as you guys will all know, I'm sure, men, men are... F- like fixers, I say, if I was talking in generalizations, men are fixers, aren't they? If someone comes with a problem, yeah. you go, well, all right, we'll just, just do this, that, and that, and yeah. that'll be fine. But that's yeah. absolutely, well, I, I've discovered for me, that's the wrong way. It's, it's not about that. It's about listening. And you, you, you said that, right, didn't you? That's why you couldn't get your head around at the start was because you, would, you can normally fix something, but you, you can't in that situation. You said, didn't you, that like, you couldn't get your head around that, could you? Oh, oh no, I couldn't. I think probably echoing actually what Nathan said right at the beginning when he when he started saying about his relationship and when they first found out in hospital about Carter, he's, I think I was probably very similar, relied heavily on Amy because I think Amy had put herself into a psychological position where she knew she had to give birth, knew that she'd have to come back into hospital. I mean, this was on a Friday that she'd have to come back in on the Sunday. So I think psychologically, even though she was broken inside, she still had to be... Well, not had to be, but she was still very, very strong, probably knowing what she had to do. That resolve was there because you still have to go through Absolutely, birth, you still yeah. have to go through it. I don't think it probably hit home for Amy, to be honest, as immediately as it did, or okay. as immediate as it did for me, even though there was that scream and the cry and the upset and stuff. I think psychologically she had to prepare herself to then give birth, whereas me, it hit me immediately because I can't fix it, yeah. I can't do yeah. anything, I can't... Yeah. You know, I can't take that pain away from her. You're watching the person that you love, that you've married, yeah. and then thinking about Alfie as well at home, yeah. and there's nothing I can do to take that away. Ours was flipped reverse because Crystal was asleep for Callie, so she was put. She had emergency C-section. Did you had to was, break the news. So that I had to break the news. So I, Crystal, rolled over and thought we still had Callie, and then I had to tell her obviously that we. Yeah. We hadn't, so I, I, I was kind of reverse to you two. I had to, because yeah. Crystal was not only coming out of a C-section, so she was in ridiculous pain. That She reminds me a lot when I cut my finger. She's like, oh, do you know I had my body cut open twice? I was like, yeah, brilliant, love that. Like, you know, so, <laughs> like so, a scab. Yeah, exactly, like my scab. <laughs> she was in that pain, so yeah. she was in physical pain, and then she was in psychological pain. So I, I yeah. knew I had to just, I had to kind of, and, and when we went home, I was the one that, because Crystal had panic attacks for weeks on end. Like, is that something she's always was this as a result so, of the loss? Or so yeah, she had before? I mean she's she's always, she has struggled with things as well because when she lost her mum when she was eleven to cancer, so she's gone. She has gone through wow. it. To be fair, so she's had. What happened is she, every morning she'd roll she'd roll over, wake up because she's woken up from a sleep. Hmm. That's then bringing everything back from yeah. the start. So then she just panics. I literally, had, I remember the, the early days. I had to hold on to her for an hour and a half. She, that would literally be an hour and a half panic attack. So like I just couldn't do anything about it. So, but as we as we kind of move forward with that, I was the one that had to get us out of the house because if I hadn't got us out of the house, we'd have just sat in the house not doing anything. Yeah. So it, I'm kind of 
reverse to you two mm-hmm. in, in a way. Was that easy for, for Crystal to do at the time? Like, good to, you know, to get out of the house? Was, yeah. Well, were, you, were you able to? I, it, now looking back, I mean, it wasn't funny at the time because it was literally six days after we lost Cali. It, and we lost in a, a time period where we just had, where it was, it, the sun was, it was unbelievable. The weather was just perfect. We went out to um, Sheldon Country Park. You know, you can sit at the end where you can watch the planes mm. come in. Mm. So we went yeah, there yeah. and we went and watched just for something different. But we parked on the wrong side of the park, which you know now where to go. We didn't at the time. So we hiked across this park in the boiling heat. Crystal still had her stockings on from like the you know, things they send you away. And looking back now, I'm thinking, why the hell did we do that for? Like, it was actually quite funny now. I mean, at the time, it was, I was worried about Crystal actually making it across the park. But like, you, but then, you, but then, yeah. like what you, you just do yeah, anything yeah. you can at that point to just take your mind yeah, off, to take the pain away. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you're trying is. to avoid it. Of course yeah, it is. And, and like I said, even looking back, frog marching Crystal across a park at, in like 30 degree heat, I mean, she's like six days out of a emergency c-section looking back was probably not the best decision but you know yeah. i had a good time <laughs> someone's probably got someone has got a photo of that as well yeah, someone's got, to, someone has got that yeah somewhere. yeah yeah like andy and lou off little britain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah i know <laughs> something that nathan mentioned during this which i hadn't thought of actually and it was interesting i want to ask you ryan and also you matt if this is something that you also felt and it was just when you mentioned Nathan about the little things for a while you just you just let it go you didn't you know the the tiny things that we all get wound up at like I get really I have an issue with traffic lights because I think they're after me because they (laughs) right you know the ones where it's like they're on green when you go around the corner yeah and then they wait it's like that bit where if I don't put on the brakes now, I'm going to... And then they change. And it's every turn. There's one particular set. You know, Birmingham, Top Agley Road, by the McDonald's. They have their, they got cameras like, and all that Like a little man sat in there like, yeah. Dan, Dan's Here coming. He comes. Here he comes. <laughs> and you know... You have to wind not him yet, up. Not yet. <laughs> Wait. You know, when, so, you know when you look to the left and the right in the car and you just see an angry bald man, you can't... You, just the mouth move. It was a bit like the episode, actually, when you couldn't hear us. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just me just swearing and cursing at the traffic lights. And it's one of those sets as well. It's not on red for like 30 seconds it's one of those it's a full three minutes yeah, you it that, knows yeah. it's waiting it knows I'm late <laughs> if I'm when I'm going back to sorry to go off on a tangent <laughs> when I'm going back tonight when I haven't got anywhere to be at a particular time they'll be on green yeah they'll be like- <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I feel better now. <laughs> You're going to be all right. Please yeah. take a video of that on the yeah. way over. I, I promise you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, things like that wind me up. You know, those little things. But back yeah. to the original question. Did you, and in all seriousness, did you have a similar thing as what Nathan went through in, in terms of those little things? Or was it different for you? I mean, I, personally, it was different for me. Again, I, I, I don't know why I, I was... Don't get me wrong. My my perspective has changed anyway from the first of June because Cali lived for twenty seven minutes. So I, you know, as much as we have our worries every day, I then have to remind myself actually, life is just life, isn't it? You know, that, it's just this. I've spoke at this before. Anyway, I just I just got, got quite angry, right. in, not verbally or physically out in my own head. I was just angry at other people just going about their lives. Oh yeah, you meant you did mention yeah, this actually previously. I, I just couldn't figure out why they weren't unhappy but I mean looking back now it's not rational that was the one thing that really does stick with me when I was walking out of that that hospital where you walked through the doors and you saw how the world was still going on around yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. yeah and it was it genuinely fair, I'm, it? I'm not just making this up but it no. felt like everything was moving at a million mile Absolutely. an hour yeah and and we were just stuck in yeah. this whirlwind of yeah shit yeah basically no, yeah yeah 
But in, going back to what uh, Nave said there about the small things, I think to start with, yes, probably. I I've, I've did look at little things and probably thought it's just, what's the point? What's the point in getting angry? Or the word perspective you use. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what... But then the the other so that that bit's quite good. If on a personal level you can start to not sweat the little things, but then yeah. the, what you do have as a result is when other people are sweating the little things, yeah. and with you personally, yes. that's when it's that's when I, yeah. I start. I struggle with that because then I'll go. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. This is really big to you, is it? Because it isn't to me. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. do you know what I've just been through? <laughs> yeah, is that yeah. kind of yeah, like, yeah, that, do you yeah. understand yeah, what's yeah, happening yeah. with me? Yeah, and, like, and, yeah. And, and sometimes a reminder of like I know you think that's big. But seriously, it's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was and that's not to downplay somebody else's issues. No, but no. I'm, I'm, but I'm, yeah. I'm talking about something small that they've got caught yeah. up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. Yeah, let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I, gr- I yeah, totally yeah. agree with you. Massive. I had a little bit of that with old acquaintances, shall we say? Who? Yeah, it was. It was like they had an issue with because I don't know. You couldn't choose what pub you were meeting in or something. And I'd be thinking, seriously, is that what you got fucking worry about? Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, yeah. It, you know, and and do things feel not fair? Oh, oh God, massively, yeah. yeah, massively. Do you know what? I'd be lying if I said I didn't have self pity. Yeah. I didn't, you know, yeah. think what? Why you're not sad for me? Why are you still doing this? Why are you still doing that? Because I don't think I'd be human if if I didn't have those not. feelings. So that, they were like the internal conversations. You had they were the internal head. conversations. Yeah. yeah, so it was almost like the devil and the you know the two little men that yeah. sit on your shoulders. You knew what you were thinking or what you were the questions you were asking yourself. You knew the answers to them, yeah. but it was almost like you were battling against one or the other. And I think the right people in, I don't know about you two, but I think the right people in your life were patient enough for that. They understood that and they stayed with you. Whereas I think the people who look it's entirely down to individuals, but if they didn't and they didn't think that at that point your grief or your problems were big enough for them to understand, I'm, well, in a way also I'm like, well, that's fine. I don't need you in... In my life, we we went away after the day after Lily's funeral. We went away. We went to Germany, and we went away just to just to get away, change the scenery, and change the scenery did did wonders for us. Didn't help with the grief because we were still you know intense grief and what have you. But just being away and away from the change of environment, yeah, Yeah. just the just the everything there, the funeral planning, all of that sort of stuff. How did it feel when you got back? We didn't go home. For, I think it was about two and a half, yeah. three weeks. A lot of it, I think, came from me, was that I just didn't want to go back into the house. Yeah. We'd brought that house for a reason, and the reason had died, yeah. basically. So for me, I couldn't have given monkeys if that house had burnt down. We ended up going back home, and then we landscaped the garden and did lots of other stuff while we were off. Yeah. But interesting what you, what you just said there about how people that are around you who would say the right thing, do the right thing and support you and stuff like that. I still, to this day, remember a family member saying to me, you just need to get back to normal. And that was a family member. Yeah. Mm. Now, I would never rock the boat and say who that was mm. because it's not, it, I'm just not going to do that. No, no. But the fact it was a family member to me and not a friend or somebody you haven't known for a certain period of time, really did make me think, hang on a second, even though you're a family member, probably further down the line family member, I'm not talking immediates like parents and stuff like that, but I just thought to myself, actually, you you don't know me at all. Yeah. You don't know this situation at all. You don't know, actually, mm. what you've just said is 
It's actually, but I, I think these conversations yeah. help now. Oh, absolutely. I think what we're doing now, yeah, is making, exactly. like, what we've done since we've done the podcast, I think it's making people get that. And, and I think that it's also making the conversations, especially with some of the people that at the start maybe didn't, didn't have conversations with me at the start now, mm. even if they don't talk to me a lot about it, they now understand more. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. I, I don't need to talk about it all the time or whatever, but I just need a bit of understanding. That's all I need. Yeah. But the thing is, we, we know, no matter what anybody says or does, it's not going to fix anything. No, of course. It's not going to fix anything. No, Whereas no. I think some people in, who say things feel like they're saying something or doing something because they are fixing something. We mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and yeah, it yeah. was those things that people say, whether it was just to, for platitude's sake or to yeah. pay lip service, I'm not sure if that... And it could have been, um, obviously, I don't, I don't know the actual scenario and, and, and being there at the time to be said, you just need to get back to normal. Mm. But it could have been in a just maybe wanted to say something and it didn't come out right. It's Absolutely. one of those ones again, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. It could have been something like that, but like you're saying, that, and in the moment, you, you receive it how you receive it, but... Yeah. You know, and, and from the episode the other day, when you say back to normal, like the the normal then becomes that it's always going to be a worry if you if you decide to try again or whatever. And then, like, as you guys shone a light on the other, in in a, in a recent episode, was does it become a, a pervasive thing in your children's lives because? When they're in that situation, they're trying to have children. They're aware of what's. Oh, was yeah, that Ben's episode you know what? from mm. the yeah, yeah from Ben's? No, yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. well, Dan will obviously vouch me and Matt as well. I looked like I think I'd seen a ghost when yes, he said that yeah, because yeah. I'd never you, thought of that. Because it's not just your normal, is it? Your new normal, but their normal. Their normal as well. Was this the clip about the effect um, of his kid? Um, yeah. Right, if you yeah, listen yeah. to the recorded one, there's going to be a clip of that. You can listen to that to the whole episode, but here's a clip of, of Ben saying that and, and Ryan's reaction because you did. It, yeah. it made you stop, didn't it? Proper caught me out because I'd never thought of it. You know, growing up and, you know, getting to 18 and 19 and starting to understand, okay, you know, you, you had uh, a brother that would have been a year older than you. You can start to understand and yeah. you can speak around some of the the, um, the the specifics, but to really feel and and empathize with the emotions that a man in particular, as, as we're discussing today, mm. would have felt at that time, that switch flicked on as soon as, you know, I realized that, that we were pregnant with um, Joshua. And yeah. so, yeah, it, it's only really reflecting since becoming yeah. a father that I realized how huge that was the impact it clearly must have had on my upbringing why why there are certain things that you know certain ways I was brought up our normal is abnormal yeah. that's the way I try and describe yeah. it to people yeah. is our normal is abnormal because there's always something missing yeah. yeah and it's like at the minute we I talked pre before we came on tonight about going up and seeing Callie and stuff but just recently Etta hasn't Wanted to get out of the car. Out Sorry, the car. Matt, for anyone new listening, Etta is, is oh, Matt's other yeah. child. She looks, she's four years old now? Yeah, four and a half. Four yeah, years yeah, old, yeah. yeah. She doesn't get out of the car as much as she used to, as, as much as she's four and a half years old. In my head, I was a bit, I was kind of thinking, should I Should I force this issue on her? Should I say, no, come on. It, yeah. But actually, no, because if, if she doesn't want to, that's fine. If she doesn't ever want to go and see Callie at any point, it, look, it, 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 we... They'll, again, and there'll be peaks and troughs with this. Like they'll be, they'll, you'll, you'll go up, you'll come down with it. She'll want to speak about it sometimes. She won't. Like she, when I worked out the door tonight, I said I'm, I'm, I'll be missing bedtime tonight, and I'm off to the podcast. And she went, "Is that to talk about a sissy?" And I went, "Yeah." Oh. 
and, and you've mentioned this before, like with each year that passes, is she, you know, learning more about it and yeah, developing and a, a vocab better than mine by the sound of it. <laughs> better than mine. Then, yeah, it's <laughs> just the different ways that, that how that comes. I mean, it's such an important. I mean, how do you even start to approach that? Well, we, there's no manual, is there? And like with Etta, she, when she goes to school, we'll, we'll tell the school, you know, we'll say, like, you know, that this has happened in her life and. She might not speak about it a lot, but she might then draw oh, yeah. a picture with her sister on it. And well, she's like, starting reception this, yeah, this summer. September, yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole life that you're in now is just so twisted and complicated. And then it, I just want to touch on something else real quick. It just came into my head at that point. Yeah, about, go for it. Like me and Crystal have just been away for over a night in Oxford and we had a, a brilliant time. But we had a lot of good conversations and we we talked about like me kind of supporting Crystal in when she's feeling feeling it and feeling her anxiety building whatever like i said i've been struggling lately about trying to fix like trying to help you fix the way you're feeling and she said i don't need that i don't need you that because nothing can like as much as it sounds harsh nothing can i just need you to be present for me you know and i am so guilty of arguing with stupid albion morons on facebook and stuff and i have to pull myself away <laughs> but like I, no, no, I can't. yeah yeah but football it, fans online what's their username come on we'll, no 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah come on yeah. we'll band um, together i'll tell you what as well talk, talk about this what you've just been saying there i was i was looking at something recently and i've been doing a bit of thinking about this so we have we have a a picture up in our house right and it's uh, i think it's a john lennon quote or something and it says something along the lines of uh, the teacher is asking, "What do you want to What do you want to be when you grow up?" And they've got to write an assignment on it. He'd written, uh, "I want to be happy," and the teacher had said, "You yeah. don't understand the assignment." And he then replied, "Well, you don't understand life." Wow! Wow! So, so that I thought was really good. We wow! Got in the house, it's really kind of upbeat. Do you know what I mean? That's brilliant. Yeah, Flick found it. She, as most of the stuff in our house, Flick, Flick sorts. Yeah. Uh, but no, I really like it. And it really amazing. resonated with me. But yeah. then, yeah, it's brilliant. But then I was reading something else recently, and, and it gave me another perspective on it, which I think is really relevant to what okay. you guys are doing. And it was by I won't see who it is, but it's it's a, a professor, fairly well known and kind of influential at the moment. And he would said something along the lines of, um, "Life is about." how much suffering, I'm paraphrasing here, but how much suffering you can, you can bear, because life's got an awful lot of that in it, is yeah. what he was saying. So yeah. How much suffering can you bear whilst remaining purposeful and having happiness within that life? That resonates with me too. I think Say both that of again. those things are good. So it was, he was basically saying that life is, is about how much suffering mm. that you can, you can successfully bear right. Right, and shoulder and carry whilst remaining remaining purposeful in your life and having something that you're you know that is a, a thing that drives you and it's something that you're trying to achieve mm. and there's a reason for you to do that whilst also experiencing happiness throughout your life well, you see what yeah, i'm saying yeah, so yeah, it totally. wasn't this this whole idea that life is that you should be in some happy bubble all the time because that's not just, that's not possible right but that then i started looking at that from a point of view of of losing a, a little one okay so that, so if you look at that you go right i've lost a, i've lost a child i've lost carter in my my case so that's an awful lot of suffering there and you don't think that you'll ever bear that yeah. to start with not not you know you just don't you don't see how you you'll come back and be a, a resemblance of yourself in, in any way yeah. but you do you might be different and you are different but from the outside i think if you know my friends would say he's not the same man they'd, they'd say yeah largely he is yeah mm. so how much can you bear and remain purposeful and i have remained purposeful and then i think what's really important is that <clears throat> whilst this topic is incredibly sad, uh, of course it is, and painful for anybody that's been through it, it's knowing that 
especially anybody that's listening like I did, oh, just, you know, about a year ago now, because I didn't listen straight away, and is in the early days of having lost, that you can still be happy again, and that you do have happy moments still, and that mm. life isn't just crap, because it's not. And, and this is why, you know, as I look to, to two weeks' time from now, as a, as a pretty big, you know, life event, if you like, for, for me and Flick, you know, we're looking to that as just a, an amazing day where we know we're just yeah. going to be incredibly happy. Yeah, you know, and absolutely. and, and well the fact that yeah, we we lost Carter and and we're, you know we're having it at the church where he was where he's buried. That's that's an amazing thing for us, and we're very happy about that. Do you yeah. see what I mean? So I think I think those two things have been key for me to understand that look, if you if you can talk to people, that will help you bear the suffering. Yeah. And if you can find your coping strategies, whatever that, that might be, that will help you. And you will still be happy again. And you will have large chunks of time where you are just in that happy place. And you'll have dips, peaks and troughs like anything when you recover from anything, whether that's yeah, It's not just a one permanent trajectory, is it? It's the, yeah. No. So, yeah, like, like I say, I've, we, we're just over a year. Yeah. But two weeks from now, like we, we're just looking towards and, that. And, with, don't, and, don't feel excitement. and don't feel guilty to be happy either. I think that's exactly. I think yeah. that's great advice. Uh, what you said there, and, and obviously, I'm guessing you know it's still very recent. It's only just been over a year, so there was probably a time not even that long ago where if you'd have been hearing the exact words that you've just said, you might not have necessarily have believed it. So it right. is that you know find as we as we've had with uh, a bunch of the guests we've had on before and whatever words they've used, whether it was Ian Norton saying find your tribe. I think that's brilliantly well said. It's hot in here, isn't it? Oh, man, I... Ryan, <laughs> is it hot over this side of the studio? Yeah, you've got a right like, sweat on. I had to stand up for a stretch when you were talking, like, Matt. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, you like... wouldn't have seen that on camera because I changed the camera. Man, like... It's going to look weird when we walk out of these studios. It look like we've just been to a sauna. <laughs> 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 I feel like I'm sat in a local, sauna. The locals will be like, is there one in there? Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks to go then, just to, to, to wrap up, Nath. And yeah. obviously we've done a whole uh, very start of this podcast. So it was in series one. There is an episode where we discuss pertinent dates. And obviously this is... It's a wedding, isn't it? It's one of the biggest days of your life. Yeah. You've got Leo there. Unfortunately, you won't have Carter there, but it is at the uh, the church where he's buried. Obviously, it's going to be on your mind. How do you treat the day? Look, if I take it right back to the start of when we were in the church sorting out his funeral and the, the you know, the, the vicar was sort of saying, Look, is there anything else we can help you with? And I remember asking him about that date and whether it was available at the church. And yeah, everything else was booked for that yeah. summer. Everything. That was the one day that was free. And, it, yeah. and I, well, I'm not a particularly religious man, but that, that felt like fate yeah. to me. So again, there, there's some happiness, right? I was, you know, it was a tearjerker, but there's some happiness because yeah. suddenly something has, has fallen into place and it's happened, you know, in the right way. Exactly what you were just saying a moment ago. Yeah, so I, look, I, I, I think, and the other thing is, it's similar, I was thinking when, when we go to, to Coventry Hospital, that's a place of, of happiness and sadness for us. Yeah. Because we've had, we brought Leo into the world there. We lost Carter there. Yeah. But also the aftercare was great too that we got when we lost Carter. So there's, you know, there's mixed emotions from there, but largely the emotions are, yeah. are happy ones because yeah. that's where we, we brought Leo. And, and despite us losing Carter, we actually brought him into the world alive and we were lucky to do that. So there's, there's positives there. And now the same thing with, with the church. You could say, well, you must have some sad memories there. And, they fall, and yes, of course I do. But I also have proud memories there. I carried my boy into that church. I never thought I'd be strong enough to do that. I mm. did that. Flick and I read whatever we'd written about Carter in that church. I never thought we'd be able to do that, yeah, yeah. but we did. Yeah. So there's pain there, but there's a lot of pride there as well. So from that point of view, again, I'm actually returning to a place where I know that I did my son proud yeah. and my family yeah. proud and my partner. 
So I think, yes, there'll be some emotion, but it'll be happy emotion. We've, we've got a bit within the service, which is a bit of a tribute to him during it. So of course there'll be yeah. emotions, but they won't be sad emotions. They will be happy emotions. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. I was just about to say as well, Knife, is that put the church aside. It could, let's imagine it was you were walking into a pub or you were walking into Tesco or something like that. There's always something somewhere, wherever you go, where there's a memory that's bad, yeah. that's okay, that's a, that's a good memory, something with a purpose, something where there's a bit of pride. So actually, just because it's, a, just because it's the church where you had uh, Carter's funeral, and like you say, you, you've got the pride and, and stuff of carrying him in. We were very similar in the church where we were. We got married there. The other children have been christened there. Yeah. We had Lily's funeral there. But again, there's a lot of pride there as well because I carried her in just like you did with Carter and so forth. Is that it doesn't really matter where it is because there's always a bit of pride, a bit of purpose, a bit of hurt. We, d- we don't go through every day without a bit of hurt anyway. And I'm yeah, not just talking right. in baby loss as well. You might, like I was, I was vacuuming earlier and I smashed my elbow off the door. It's not a funny bone. But it, I tell you now, there's my bit of hurt for today. Yeah. We that this is he just our had to everyday. Get in with his vacuum, when he? he just had to get that in. <laughs> I did, yeah. No, I, I'm yeah. just waiting for the thumbs up from Amy. Yeah. <laughs> it's it. not going to happen. But like, um, but no, you, you're absolutely right yeah. in what you say. Is that just so happens that on that day it's going to be a happy, happy yeah, memory, yeah. and you've got that, yeah. you've got that little bit in there for him as well. Which we actually went to my stepbrother's wedding. I think it was about four years ago now, and. My girls were both bridesmaids. My two boys were page boys. And they put a little picture of Lily in a tiny little photo frame and tied it to the back of Ivy's dress. So they'd still got oh, her nice. in there as well. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's little things like that. Yeah. And it's like yeah. you say, you've got this yeah. thing within where you're going to speak and what have you. Yeah, and I, I mean, I did, and I, I think, you know, within the first couple of weeks after, after losing, I think one of the first things I did was I ordered cufflinks with both boys' names and date of births on. Yeah. So I've yeah. got them for the day as well. It's just little things yeah. that are nice f- through the day. But yeah, so in terms of like yeah. how you approach it, we, we, we're just approaching it with yeah. excitement. We can't wait. We're really, we're really buzzing for the, for the day. It's, um, yeah. I've, I've said it before. I think, I think you speak brilliantly. I, I mean, it, about every guest that's been on, just the, the, the strength and the way that you, you handle things, especially with the differences in the time scales uh, within the losses. And I've noticed there are a lot of the same themes that come back, but obviously the different parts of the journey that you're in. So uh, I'll be thinking of you. Have, a, have an absolute cracking wedding, Nath. Before, before we go, because obviously we won't see you again until you're married, so do you want to ask the married man any, 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 <laughs> any tips or advice of, uh, of, of Matt or Nathan? I think that's probably going to need to be off air, that kind of thing. <laughs> I, I ain't answering that. Good answer. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, no comment. Yeah. No comment, Your Honour. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you, as always, for coming onto the podcast. No, it's a pleasure. And we'll get you back on very, very soon. Ryan and Matt, anything else you'd like to add before we go and towel off? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I am dripping yeah, roast, you know. I'm dripping. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot in here isn't it Matt's actually yeah look because he's got the light on him he's, yeah he's yeah, proper like, like he's been running he was sweating more than the football <laughs> match we done yeah. no I think um, I, well, I just want to wish Nathan all the best yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure it'll be a great day just wondering is your invite in the post as well yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I think it's the post strike as well Matt yeah it must be to do with the postal yeah, strike, that post strike. <laughs> um, so yeah I'm looking forward to receiving that maybe a week after the wedding <laughs> <Is> it- <laughs> thank you very much everybody 
for watching or listening to this podcast, whether it's live or whatever date it is. We would love you to follow us on Instagram, Still Parents Podcast. We also, actually, we've got a Twitter account now, just Still Parents Pod, not cast because that was too long. They're annoying, aren't they? Yeah, Twitter don't allow you to have a longer name, do they? <laughs> Still Parents Pod. Still, Still Parents, parents Pod. And yeah, so we, we, we've just started that. So yeah, we'd love, and obviously the, the uh, Still Parents Lily Mae Foundation group on Facebook. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Which, you, Ryan, you which Ryan sent that to me the other day and I somehow I managed to link it to WhatsApp. So Ryan had to then phone me and delete yeah. it. You did what? Like, no, you know, know what? what? <laughs> Matt's one of these people, you know, when like, I don't know, you get something and like, I don't know, a button pops up. Like, download this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. boom. I, I'll, I'll just I, download it I, then. I'm the one that, you know, sends his money to the Nigerian king. <laughs> I'm the one. <laughs> he's now using my mortgage. <laughs> oh, he's in a spot of bother, isn't he? If you send him four grand now, you get a million back next Tuesday. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll press something and, I don't know. Like, yeah, and then I had to undo Brian it. Brian phoned me up and said, I've, I've, I've just deleted that. I was like, okay. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, Matt's doing well at his new job. <laughs> doing really well, mate, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the mistakes out early. I've Good. got a great like list it. of CPD, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't press that button as the first one. I'm getting it out of the way early. Uh, well, brilliant. Thank you very much. Uh, we will let you go. We will be back with our next episode. We're actually going to be off for a few weeks because Ryan and the family are going away. We so are. we will be back, I think it's in a month, more or less. It's going to be the 21st of August, but obviously Correct. we'll keep you uh, updated on our socials and you'll be able to listen to this episode and uh, any of the other ones from every series that we have done so far. Take care of yourself. Please reach out. Please talk to people. That's what we're here for. It's the Still Parents Podcast and we'll be back very soon. Bye-bye. Good night.